Hey y'all, this is Celia and Yolanda and we're coming back to you with Real Talk Through Biblical Womanhood. Um, this is episode three, we hope. Uh, just letting you know we're working through it. You know, this is our first podcast slash YouTube yes. channel. And so, uh, yeah, you know, working out the technical difficulties. So we appreciate you just letting you know that the first few episodes may be a little janky, but yes. we're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> we're working on it. So we are happy to have you back. Just remember uh, that this is literally t- two flawed women talking about this walk. Yes, amen. And just looking at where we are in our walk and looking at the Bible and just looking at just the things that uh, we have been in for so long that we need to change (laughs) and sharing it with you. So we just are grateful that you are here to uh, partake in our real talk. Um, If this is your first time, uh, this podcast slash YouTube uh, channel, uh, clips that you may see on TikTok, Instagram, pretty much we are two women who are talking about just what it means to be... um, biblical women uh just in modern times so in our last uh two episodes we kind of introduced ourselves and we talked about romans 12 uh which is something that we follow by through our church uh at the end of every church service we read romans 12 and we try to read it daily sometimes we don't sometimes we do but pretty much it's just something that we like to abide by um and given where we are right now uh within this culture the bible is really not used a lot which is crazy Right. right Scripture is kind of thrown out there, but actually using the word to kind of combat certain situations, I mm-hmm. think that we forget to do that sometimes. Right. Or uh, we pretty much kind of like fantasize, I mean, not, not romanticize, mm-hmm. you know, about the Bible. You know, we use it when we want to use it. We yeah. use it, you know, to fulfill our need. We pull the pretty parts out. Right. That or, make us feel good. Or we just ignore it altogether. Yeah. And so before we get started, because today's episode, we're actually going to be diving into Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. And pretty much this is something that has pretty much um, impacted our walk and how we uh, navigate this world. Um, It makes us pretty much think about who we are as, you know, women of God and what it means to be a woman of God and things that we need to surrender to him. But before we get started, I just want to pull a scripture from second timothy chapter 3 verse 16 and it says all scripture is inspired by god and is profitable for teaching for rebuking for correcting for training in righteousness so that the man of god may be complete equipped for every good work amen and to ignore the bible even though it says Mm -hmm. that all scripture is inspired by god Mm -hmm. for these reasons it's like how do we ignore the word of God? How do we feel as though we have we can negate the word of God and not abide in it? Amen. How does that make you feel when you see people, especially like people who call themselves Christians, like misusing or, you know, uh, misrepresenting the word? So how it make me feel? Um, honestly, it makes me angry a little bit, mm-hmm. but also myself, like, remembering when I used to misuse it or misquote certain things you know um I definitely know that you have to be educated in the word to be able to identify when people are misusing it right and I believe that a lot of times people get away with Mm -hmm. doing it because we don't know that they're misusing it right we don't know that they're quoting scriptures incorrectly because we're not studying you know we don't know that they're not actually using scripture right for instance that um, God won't put more in you than you can bear. Right. Saying, you know, right. we don't know that that's not actually scripture if we're not reading it. Right. So I think the way I feel um, is one, I recognize that I need it for my life. It upsets me when I feel like, or I recognize certain pastors or certain churches who will preach a whole service, but won't even open the Bible. Bible. You know, not it one scripture either. me. I, like that's like one of the things I look for when I go to a church right. like okay you about to preach to me but what are you using you know right. what, what tools are you using to educate me right or when I see um, a scripture being used and then it's just like mm, that's not really what that's, that's not what that, that what yeah. yeah so like paying attention to that yeah so we're gonna kick off with Romans 12 verses 1 to 2 and it says therefore brothers and sisters in view of the mercies of God I urge you to present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age, 
but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing and perfect will of God. Amen. So, you know, like this whole notion of presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice we have to look at our life how do we go about serving god and so for the most part do we even you know uh surrender all of all parts of our life to christ do do we you know surrender our actual our bodies so that means going to mm-hmm. him and asking him what should i eat how you know how, how should i exercise going to him and saying you know um I have time right now. What do I do with my right, time? Right. Going to him and say, you know, I got a little extra chump change. You know, <laughs> what do I do with what about change? Like, do we go to him with, with all of that? Or do we give him parts of our life? Amen. Um, so I just wanted to go back real quick before mm-hmm. I even answer that, right? Um, for verse one in, in your scripture it says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, um, what did it say? I urge you. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Um, in the King James Version it says I beseech you, right? Which I think is such a, a, a huge word, and I think we ignore it and how important it is. But that word basically means I am urging you. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm encouraging you. He's like beg- basically begging, begging us yes. to do these things. So mm-hmm. I wanted to point that out because it's important. Right. You know, anytime you see that word beseech in, in scripture, that means they are pretty much pleading with you. Right. That's number one. Number two, when I read that scripture, um, give your body as a living sacrifice, when I tell you it hit me in such a, a powerful way, because at the time, my struggle was actually surrendering my body physically. Right. And what I mean is, you know, not having uh, sex, you know, right. not fornicating. Right. And um, so I had to literally break that scripture down at that time for what it meant to me right. in that, that moment, moment. Mm-hmm. and recognizing that. I had no control over my flesh at right. that moment, right. you know? And so God is asking me to surrender that to him. Right. And so it's funny that you go ahead and look at that because I was looking at some commentary on, um, on that. And out of all the commentary that I saw, I saw one from, um, Charles Spurgeon. Oh man, he is, you know, this great theologian from, you know, the 19th century. And that's the first thing that he pulled out was that Paul was urging yeah. people. He says, you know, like what he could just kind of like envision, was Paul writing, penning this letter, yeah. looking around at folks and be like, look, like this, like yeah. I, I cannot stress this enough. I'm begging y'all, please yes. go ahead and present your bodies as living sacrifice. Because we got to think about this. God came down and he put himself on the cross and died for everyone's sins. And I don't think people think about that because we right. think he died for Christian sins. Right, right. <laughs> but he came down and died for everyone's sin so that anyone who believed that he was the son of God, that he, right. that he died for their sins would be accepted into the, would be adopted into the, the family. Right. And so you have somebody who makes this great sacrifice. I'm begging you, mm-hmm. I'm begging you, please present yourself as a living sacrifice because what he did should not be taken lightly. And, and what he did is going to you know, call for you to basically surrender mm-hmm. your old self so you could become someone new. Right. And we don't think about that because in order to do that, we truly do need um, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And when we are walking in this flesh, are we straight up ignore the Holy Spirit? Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's almost like that thing where, you know, you see people about to fight. Yeah. <laughs> and you, like, yo, the, the cop right there. Yo, just chill. You try to hold your friend right, back. Right. It's, it's almost like that. Like mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit has to hold us back a yeah. lot. Like has to shut our mouths, you know, has to kind of like. Go ahead and, and and work with our thoughts. Like, yo, what are you thinking about? Yeah, like, but it's yeah. like, but in order for us to be able to hear him, to be able to feel that urge of, I need you to hold back. We gotta sacrifice ourselves yes. to God to be able to have Him work in us the way the Holy Spirit is able to work in us. Absolutely, because we can silence the Holy Spirit. Oh yeah, He will tell us not to do something. Don't take care of that. I'll right. take care of it, and we'll say, No, I got it. I got it, got it. It reminds me of a time, and I've told a story, you know, within uh, my uh, Sunday school or in children's church where um, I was I was on my way, you know, I, I was at school at Morgan State, you know, and I really wanted to go to Howard, but they sent my acceptance letter. But, you know, after I sent my, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to Morgan letter. <laughs> and I remember, like, freshman year, Howard homecoming was happening, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out, I'm going. And my mom was like, yeah, don't, 
don't do that. Don't don't drive your car down there. I don't think it's a good idea. Now I paid for the car. Mm-hmm. You're not going to tell I'm, me. I'm grown. You're not going to tell me what to do with my car. And I drove down there. We weren't even down there a whole night. Mm. Went to the club, came <laughs> out. Somebody broke into my car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was like my mom told me, disobedient. You were don't yeah. go, don't drive. She didn't. As a matter of fact, she didn't tell me don't go down to homecoming. She told me don't drive your car down there. And she probably was just thinking about me being on the highway having an accident. Right. But it is. It's pretty much that's like the Holy Spirit. Like He's giving us guidance and telling us not to do things because yeah. he knows what's he knows what's ahead of us yeah and we we have this you know stubbornness about us i want to do what i want to do, do when i want to do, do it yeah. right and so what we got to understand what sin is sin pretty much is a rebellion against god mm-hmm. and so our mindset you know since adam and eve sin is to rebel against god yeah. like there's nothing in us that wants us to obey god even if we try. So, you know, it just reminds me of uh, the infamous, you know, uh, Romans 7, where Paul says, look, the things that I want to do, I don't do. The things I don't want to <laughs> do, do, I, I do. do. Yeah. 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 And so it's that notion, like, you know, even if we try in our own, you know, strength to do stuff. We, we can do it in our own strength. That's the whole point. And as we just spoke about the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you know, surrendering ourselves to, to the Holy Spirit, to God, making sure that we are in alignment with his word right is the only way we can do it even when you surrender you still got to have instruction yes you know that's the whole purpose of the, the scripture you know is to make sure that we have a guide through this right life. so yeah you have to surrender to the holy spirit and allowing him to lead your life right but also incorporating the word to make sure that you are following those instructions the way we should right and so you know the fact that Paul sits there and he urges them, mm-hmm. like he, he knew Absolutely. this walk that we're going to go through. So and what we got to remember about Paul was that he wasn't always Paul. Right. And so he right. knew, like he knew, like this journey is not easy because Saul is still up in me. Yeah. And Saul got a temper. Yes. <laughs> Saul is self-righteous. Yes. Like he knew that, like yes. he knew that about himself and he knew the only way he could do God's work was if he surrendered himself to God. And that's not something that you do when you walk the aisle. This is a daily a yes. daily thing. Because, I mean, like, one day you could be out there, I mean, just A-plusing it up. Like, you yes. just doing it. Yes. And then the next day, it's like, you straight failed a day. And, and so that reminds me of the question I asked last week in Sunday school. You know, how do you deal with those failures? Like, right. how do you feel when you, when you mess up? Like, you have... This moment where you've been walking this straight line right. for a long time and then you 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 slip, you know. Right. How do you handle it? How do you feel? And I think, you know, um, I, I was comforted, you know, one day when I was listening to a sermon and the pastor said that we fall because we have to be reminded that we need God. Yeah. Because we can boast in ourselves mm-hmm. and literally become self-assured when we have that long streak. Right. And then we don't really right. rely on God anymore. Right. We start to rely on ourselves. Yeah. So those falls are reminders. Hey, yeah, this is not you. This is mm-hmm. not about you. So let's 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 turn that channel off. Right. Let's let's go back to, you know, your regular programming. Yeah. And so, you know, just looking like that. But the enemy will want us to feel, you know, guilty and, you know, then feeling as though we're condemned. Mm-hmm. But that's not what Christ Christ is not going to condemn us. Um, pretty much. You know, we need those reminders. Amen. So I think for me and I'm I'm definitely not where you are. Okay. yet. I um I, I feel guilty. I right. feel bad. Like, you know, I had a, a slip up a couple of weeks ago and mm-hmm. I, I'm talking about I carried that for like a right. week. Um, mainly because I felt like it wasn't even about the person or what happened. It was right. more so my representation when it came to Christ. Right. And I felt like I didn't do a good job. And right. did I you know, did I make God mad at me because I I messed up this time, you know? Um, And so it took me about a week to kind of get to a place where I'm like, all right, I forgive myself because I understand that once, you know, I confess that he forgives me. Right. But it was hard for me to forgive myself because I'm like, how could you let, you know, this person or this situation make you feel that way or get you outside of yourself? You've come so far, you know? But what did you do with that? So I definitely prayed, but... 
But I see that's a, I think that's the difference. I feel as though you were convicted. Yeah, I was convicted because right. of the past. I was like, oh, word. Right. I'm standing on it. And so, <laughs> ten toes down. <laughs> ten toes. Right. But, but I think what we got to understand, because I think, you know, I talked about this one time in Sunday school, you know, just kind of like taking a deep dive because I'm thinking about Judas and I'm thinking about Peter. Yeah. And in yeah. both situations, they denied Christ. Yes, yes. You know, <laughs> and we look at one who overcame and one who didn't. Yeah. And so I feel as though, like. But do you think that, so uh, right there, right? right? Do you think that Peter, right, he denied Christ, right. but he did not. Um, Sell him out? Right. He didn't, like, betray him. But I feel as though that was betrayal. So you just think about it. Let me just ask you something. And let's keep this real. <laughs> let's keep this real. True, I get okay. it. You deny you know me. Right. Right, if I, yeah, if you going through something right now, and I'm but like, Jesus turns her. him in though, but, but like the, that's a totally it's a, different. But it's the same thing. I guess. It's, a, it's the same thing because I feel as though we, we, we what I don't want to do is go ahead and minimize right that true that that sin right because we can't say well Peter just said I don't know him but you like it's it's the same thing it's like you, same you betrayed thing. him so because like if, if if you was in trouble. And people was talking about you, and right. you heard them talk, and so, I was like, I don't know. So let me just say this real quick. Let me just say this. It's so funny you say that because uh-huh. I was actually going to bring this to y'all one day, and it was it was something I heard on the radio. It was mm-hmm. like a, a morning show, and they were saying like, you know, would you if you had a gun to your head, uh-huh. right? And, and they, you know, asked you like if you were a believer in Christ today, what would you say? And so people was calling up, right? And this guy says. Uh, well, Peter denied him three times and he still made it. You know what I mean? And so I was more so concerned about like where we are today. Like right. how would I handle a question right, like that? Right, you right. know, in my mind though, right? And I could be wrong because right. we ain't all right. No, you know no, what I mean? No, like, I don't know him. I don't I, know that's him. what I'm saying. Like, I don't know I, him. I think to, to preserve the... Because um, it's like fright. Right. It's like fright. It's like, like, it's like, I, like okay, I'm Jesus. I'm gonna carry the word. Right. For you. I'm, I'm gonna make sure we put it out. Right. So I, I just I don't. To me, I don't know if that's on the same lines. But I right. get what you're saying. That's just right. like sin. You know, all sin is sin. Right. Period. It's right. not no sin greater than right. another sin. So I get that. That's right. that's that's exactly what you're trying to say. But to me, it's like he just was like, no, I don't know. And the other right. guy was like, listen, we gonna set him up. Right. You know what I mean? But the thing is, he had an opportunity to be forgiven. And it's an opportunity he didn't take because at okay. the end of the day, I, I if you that. think about it, like if you're sitting there being like Judas and you think back, mm-hmm. if you allow the enemy to stay out your ear, if you flee for him because you hear him in your ear. Yeah. And you think back, it was like, oh, but he knew because he said it at dinner. Yeah. One of y'all going to betray me. He knew. I would have thought that at that table. Right. Like it ain't no but, way I could have sat there. Knowing that he knew that I was going to betray but him. But you know, sometimes when we already like knee deep in our sin and we know yeah. we're going to do it, yeah. <laughs> and we can know, we know, like, you know, you're wrong, right? right. You be like, but you be silencing that voice. Yeah, you be like, mm-hmm. but I'm going to pray afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> right. Most for forgiveness afterwards. Right. Yeah. And so I think that is that is the difference, Um, you know, when we look at the story of Peter and Judas and yeah. just look at guilt and condemnation versus conviction yeah i love you know, peter though i think I peter was a gangster. first of all i love gangster, so peter. gangster like, with the flip mouth yes i think i'm a, like even not a man you know a female version of a peter though because right. i'm i'm kind of like that like very right. vocal and yeah and say and if jesus was here i'll be right right what i'd have been like yeah jesus i'm out here with you what we doing you know and that's probably what he was in a while. Right. So. And, but you know what's so funny is that Paul and Peter, you know, got into it because, you know, it's just like, I don't care who you are. <laughs> you, what you're going to do is you're going to sit down. Yeah. No, who you going to tell to sit down? Because yes. I was there from day one. <laughs> like, I could see that. Yes. But we don't know because he was Yeah, there. we weren't. Yeah. yeah. But I do feel as though um, Paul, um, you know, just knowing where he came from, mm-hmm. like, I feel as though that he is one of those um, biblical characters that we could see, like, Yo, it doesn't like God works with all of us. Yeah. And so, but we just have to kind of like, you know, make sure that we're more focused on him and less on what people are saying, less what's going on in the world. Because there are many of those apostles who knew like what was coming of them. And it doesn't say in there like they was gangster ride or die. They it talks about how they were scared. Yeah. You know, after Jesus was crucified, yeah, they was hiding. They was hiding, yep. They were hiding because that's joints like yo, you see what they did to him? that's yeah. the son of god and they yeah. threw him on the cross yeah so yeah. you know i mean being a follower of christ we know that it's not going to be um right. be easy mm-hmm. but i think just you know just looking at the second um portion of uh 
Romans 12. You know, we did verse 1. But that verse 2 of being transformed. read it. Yeah, that's just right there when he says uh, over here, do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good pleasing and perfect will of God pull up message version of that because that message version that message version of this piece is real is real gangster because it just lets us know like what what we really really dealing with here you know and in here it says um right here uh embracing or don't become so well adjusted to your culture Mm. (laughs) and so let me just say this I'm gonna stop right there when we talk about the culture, the culture could be whatever culture you are a part of. So, you know, my our, our pastor, Reverend Ryan Johnson, shout you out, Triple NBC. Um, the culture pretty much means who are you, you know, who do you pledge allegiance to? Right. So, you know, we two black women, mm-hmm. but my first identity can't be black, black right. or woman right it has to be follower of christ yes that's who my allegiance is to christ mm-hmm. so that means that sometimes i i can't go out here and be like you know i'm black y'all and i'm black y'all and i'm black i can't i can't do that because that can become yeah. divisive right. and i can just be caught up on just really looking out for black people right and not for all people because that's who christ died for all people right not black people you know not not you know white people not hispanic like black people so i just got to be you know cognizant of that so let me let me continue on all right he says don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking Mm. instead fix your attention on god you'll be changed from the inside out readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Amen. And so, you know, that's just kind of, we before we um, started taping, we were talking about um, our week this week. So, last week we recorded our first two um, episodes. Yes. Uh, last week was a little gangster. Yeah. Definitely a rough week. It, it was a little. Gangster. If you ever think about doing anything like this, a podcast or teaching or anything, anything. yeah, they got to do with the word of God. Make sure you consider everything that comes along with it. Yeah, <laughs> and so what? What I find myself was, uh, yeah, getting caught up in the culture and uh, stooping down to that immaturity level. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until like we were talking, you know, texting last night. She was telling me what she was going through at her job. I was telling her what I was going through at my job, and then it hit me like. Yo, you dummy. Like, mm-hmm. so you went out there, mm-hmm. you did a bo- podcast. Now you you going to go to work and right. act a fool. So instead of, you know, seeing it for what it is, the spiritual warfare, and you out here trying to do something, mm-hmm. you know, for, for God, yeah, the enemy's going to come for you. Mm-hmm. And I ain't got you. I was out there wilding. Right, right. Now, I, I don't, when I say wilding, I don't mean cussing anybody out, but I didn't take the opportunities and, you know, in the situation to actually pray mm. to actually go into the word you know mm. to actually you know take a step back and like just talk call on the holy spirit like yo i need you to speak for me right now because I'm, I'm about to lose it like I, I didn't do any of that i Amen. just reacted and so you know that's that piece right here you know that being transformed by the mm. renewing of your mind we have to see things from a different perspective yeah like one we know that there's spiritual warfare right and we know that it's not going to look like what we think it's supposed to be looking like. You mm-hmm. know, when people think of war, they think of the physical aspect right. of it. You know, but that's... Or spiritual. when they think of spiritual battles, yeah. they, don't, they don't think that men can be used. Used, yes. Right. Yes. And so, you know, looking at the things that are happening, you know, people are, you know, talking about the world right now and just how crazy it is because right. guess what the battle is intensifying yeah like the war like the war has always been going on and it's, the war has always been you know intense you know but like we're seeing it more so and more so because the enemy is doing his job yeah and and we we are being caught off guard we shouldn't be caught off guard because the enemy's job is to still kill and destroy right and he's out and here he's doing, doing his job but i think that for the believer we should be seeing it more because we are growing more right. i think that as you grow more in the word 
um, those things are revealed to us. I know for me, like you talk about this week, a lot of stuff that was revealed to me, I seen it from a spiritual perspective right. instead of seeing it from my worldly perspective, which I usually would. Right. Um, and so I just want to quickly say, one, I'm so glad that we got different versions of right. the word because they have different words that explain and, and mean different things. Right. And for me, I, um, in my Bible, it says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his, his good, pleasing and perfect will. And so that part where it says, do not conform. Right. I told you like that is, I love that part because right. part of what I fight is, you know, acting out because somebody else acted mm -hmm. out doing something because somebody else right. did it. Right. And the battles that I fought this week was a setup for me to conform. Right. And, we talk about renewing of our mind. I know that the reason why I did not react in a way that I would usually react because my mind is being renewed. Right. You know, but I also, it goes back to the first verse where it talk about surrendering our, ourselves mm -hmm. to Christ. Mm -hmm. I'm in a position where now, and we talked about that in the last episode, we are finally surrendering to Christ and right. actually walking this walk. Right. And so for me, um, the renewing of my mind is happening, happening gradually. And I don't even realize it, but, I notice it when I am faced with mm -hmm, situations mm -hmm. and I see it from a spiritual perspective versus a worldly perspective. Right, right, right. There were a number of things that happened this weekend or this week that was designed to make me act out. Right. Or designed to make me say something that would embarrass my savior. Right. And because I recognized that it was a spiritual battle and it was spiritually mm -hmm. led you know right i knew how to go about that thing and so i was able to pray but i was drained i told yes. you like i felt like because i was able to see that stuff and um i wasn't handling it the way i would usually handle it right i felt like my spirit was being drained but right. i kept praying you know right. and i kept you know doing what i needed to do but just the renewing of our mind even that is a part right. of renewing of the mind going yep. to god in prayer and saying lord these people crave or this situation is out of control right but i need to surrender it to you because i want to act this way right but i know right. that if i do it's going to embarrass you right and so for me it's constantly you know the james 1 um, 19 like mm -hmm. be slow to uh, be slow to speak slow yes. to anger and quick to listen mm -hmm. and that listen and part yeah and that listen part is to listen to what god wants you yes. to do how he wants you to react you know i love that you know pastor tony evans has that book out watch your mouth yes because that was needed because yes. my mouth is reckless. Yeah. It is reckless. I think that book is necessary for all believers. Yeah. I think that we all have a form of speech that can be corrected mm -hmm. and changed. Even down to some of the things that we speak about ourselves and yeah. our situations. We speak life or death when yeah. we talk. Yeah. So if we're saying, yeah, I will never do that or I'll never accomplish that. I right, will never. Right, right. You are speaking against what God right. probably has set yep. up for your life. Yep. So, yeah, you're telling yourself you ain't going to do it. So. I do encourage people to get that book. It's called Watch Your Mouth by Tony Evans. It's a really good book. Yeah. Um, we read it in, in book club, and we're also studying it in Sunday school. Um, but as believers, we got to recognize the power we have in our tongue. Yeah. And so, and that's one of the things that is also part of the renewing of our mind, like just mm -hmm. understanding the power that we have that, you know, we Christ lives yeah. in us. Yes. And so we got to understand that, you know, we he, he's given us, you know, everything that we need. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Lord, give me patience. He already, you have patience. Yeah. You know, Lord, you know, help me. No, we already have everything that we need. So, you know, when we think about the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit has everything there. We just need to, you know, act, let it activate, yeah. you know, Holy Spirit, activate. <laughs> you know, we just got to say, you know, so like my prayer is always like, you know, Lord, please, you know, allow me to step back. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit, you know, can, you know, activate the fruit of the spirit within me yeah. or that, you know, I'm in a situation, Lord, you know, you've given me all that I need. Just help me deal with this in a way that glorifies you. Because when we say, you know, I need this, I need this. The Lord is like, I, when I gave you the Holy Spirit, I gave you everything, everything you needed. And so we need yeah. to understand that. And so just understanding, number one, who the Holy Spirit is. And then understanding the power that he carries within us. And so allowing him to to, to, to do what he was sent to do, you know, like yeah. guide us. You know, he is the, you know, what they call it, uh, par paraclete, paraclete. 
Like he <laughs> he is there to do that. He's yeah. our he's our attorney. Yeah. You know, he's our representative. He's Absolutely. our God. He's our comforter. You know, he's he's everything for us. You know, so you know, if Jesus died on the cross so that we can have this as we walk this this world, like a, a lot of a lot of men to do what he was yeah. called to do. Because if we were paying an attorney to work our case. Best believe we're going to let that attorney yeah. do what we need to do. We're not going to get in court and then all of a sudden try to honky talk the, the, the attorney right. and try to, you know, go ahead and plea our own case. We're going to let him do the job. So we need to let the Holy Spirit do the job. Right. I remember hearing something that said, if you're going to let Jesus take the will, stop hitting the brakes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was going to ask you a question. What areas of your life do you still feel like you need to renew your mind? Everything. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> everything because sometimes i think that i'm good on stuff and then i'm um humbly reminded no i'm not so you know i thought that you know i um i I, like god i surrendered like my job to god but Mm. like since i've been at this uh new new place like oh he's showing me quick fast in a hurry psych you were not Mm -hmm. like sit sit down you know you take that pride away i'm I'm a you know put a pen in it and let some of this air out because you, mm-hmm. you got a big head right now so you know it's a lot of stuff you know that i have to kind of renew uh my mind on i do feel as though um in regards to like sexual sins like i see things mm-hmm. from a totally different you know perspective you know mm-hmm. so looking at that um and so somebody called me a prude yesterday <laughs> and i was like yeah i am yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am, I am now too. Yeah, I am, yeah. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I said that's okay. I said because uh, we're doing too much out here. Right, <laughs> we're we are doing right. way too much. It's out scary here. out here in these streets. It is scary out I'm here cool. in these streets. Yeah, and so um, so I feel as though you know with that you know, I I I'm very you know keenly aware mm-hmm. you know of yeah like the way I used to see things yeah I don't see stuff like that anymore. Right. Um, I'm starting to like that the notion of um being black and proud mm-hmm. that is taken you know i'm not there yet i'm 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 getting there but mm-hmm. i'm not there yet so explain that what do you mean so one of the things that you know we are caught up in is like this whole thing of ethnicity you know the color wars i see mm-hmm. it and so um sometimes i do find myself saying like you know white people oh Mm-hmm. you know so it's just one of those things is like i kind of have to get out of it because it's not a white people thing it's not a black people thing it's a sin thing yeah and so just looking at that and not get caught up in it because the world we live in right now will have you caught all yeah. the way up in it yeah. and you know and i do see you know that there is a divide i do see that there is a difference in treatment but what i have to remember is that this is a spiritual war and this whole thing is designed to divide us mm-hmm. because if we are divided how can we fight together absolutely and so i have to kind of constantly remind myself of it but when i'm in the when i'm in the midst of it yeah oh i'm all like yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's like just constantly trying to battle you know yeah that, that one right there yeah what about you so i think i had to renew my mind in the area of being alone mm-hmm. i'm being okay with being alone okay. like I, I i did not understand that I had such a dependency on being in relationships mm-hmm. and being around people, mm-hmm. even like with my kids, like, you know, I've been a mother since I was 14. Right. So I've always had somebody at the house right, like, right, right. living with my mom. She had four kids. We always had everybody over. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had my own boys. And right. so with everybody leaving the house and then, you know, me being divorced and, surrendering my time to God mm-hmm. is where I needed to renew my mind because I kept thinking I had to fill myself up with stuff. Right. I got to stay busy. I got to right. do this. I got to do it. When God said, no, <laughs> I, knew you like, I need you to take time no, with me. I need you. Me. And, and I'm going to tell you something. It took me a minute to accept that. Okay. You know, I was trying to fill those voids with other things. Right. And so now that I'm at a place where I, I accepted it because I, I'm allowing him to transition right. my thinking. Right. And allowing me to think or to know that he is all I need. Right. right. Um, I'm okay with it today. Okay. But that was a huge area that I had to really, really change my mind in. Right. You know, I had to let, and, and because the world will tell you, yeah, yeah you got to be in a relationship. We yeah. got these relationship oh goals. Gosh. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? Everybody's doing goals. it. Right. It, it will tell you that. And, and what it just say, don't conform to this world. world. It, I'm going to tell you, like, it's so many people I'm, I'm seeing who can't be single for more than two to three months. Oh they got to be in another yes. relationship. Yes. And it's like, why? And you don't, and you don't need that. Yeah. And I, and, and I'm going to tell you at one point, I didn't know that. I told you years ago, some of my relationships were overlap. You right. know what I mean? I, 
I need fully get out of one. I'm right. just going to be honest. But recognizing right. now, like, no. Right. First of all, I deserve better. Right. Number two, I am the daughter of the most high. I got, right. Like, you know, I need to rep- represent myself as such. Right. And that means being okay with being by myself. Right. And alone with my, with my savior. And right. And not letting nobody else make me think or feel like, being alone is a problem. Right. I remember um, speaking to somebody, and, and this person don't have any children. And she said, the wor- she used to hate going around like her friends and stuff like mm-hmm. that because they used to always say, well, when that baby coming? Or when you going to get, you know, when you, you and your husband going to have that baby? Just the pressure of that being right. on their relationship, that's the same thing when it comes to being married. Right. And I'm not saying that marriage is wrong or anything right, like that. Right, right. I want to be married. Like, I want to be a wife at some point. Right. But I want to do it in the right way. Right. Again, my mind needed to be changed in that area. Right. If you look at the way society does marriage today. Right. And how people get married. And then they got this polygamy thing and all that going crazy. Right. That's not what I want for my life. Right. And so I think that along with that scripture that talk about sacrificing our bodies. Right. right, All of that for me matters in my life today. Right. With the changes that I'm making in my thoughts and how the decisions I make being okay with being with Jesus right. by myself and I'm not relying on relationships. Right. I know, um, Vody Bochum, um, once said, um, uh, he was doing this, uh, sermon and like was talking about like just how, um, marriage is today. And he says that we have, uh, we follow this Greco, Greco, Greco Roman, um, idea of, of love. And he says, you know, everyone loves weddings, but they hate marriage. And I was like, aren't they the same? Oh, they're not. They're not the same. He says, right. because we'll spend thousands, tens of thousands, yeah. hundreds of thousands on weddings. But the marriage is really not what we're really right. focused on. Right. And so, you know, people get, get, you know, get married, have their lovely wedding, you know, that they take pictures of. And then, like, don't put time into to marriage. Right. Like, where any relationship that you have takes work. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a marriage, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a, a professional, you know, mm-hmm. relationship, it takes work. It takes communication, you know. Um, I can see, you know, where, you know, in work, when there's no communication, there's no strong communication. I yeah. can see, you know, the havoc that it wrecks, you know, within that, that company, mm-hmm. you know, but you have to have you know, communication. You have to have, you know, that trust, you know, you have to, you know, be able to kind of work through all of the nuances of that relationship. Yeah. And we just don't want to do that anymore right. because what we um, have done is romanticize marriage. And so, you know, what we're told is that if you got a good marriage, then there's not going to be no issues <laughs> right? in the map. Mm-hmm. How, how many times have you and I like gone head to head? Yes. Right. Like, did, but we still friends, right? Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. But that that happens, and so I feel as though when you have those bumps in the road, that's what make your relationship stronger because mm-hmm. y'all are able to kind of work through it instead of avoid it and ignore it and or just move apart and say, well, forget it. Right. But I feel as though that's what we don't we don't do that you know in in, in relationships, or you know I told a friend one time. I say you were so caught up in the physical aspect of your relationship. Mm-hmm. You didn't even know if you. I said you didn't even get a chance to find out if you like this person. So I'm, I'm so glad you said that because we going back to the scripture, right? It says after we do all of that, we allow God to transform our minds. It says then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His will is good and pleasing for our lives, right? Right. So if we are in line with His will, mm-hmm. then we won't choose people you know that we really don't know and 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 so let me just i want to speak on that real quick okay because i didn't know who i was in christ and i wasn't following his word and i wasn't applying the scriptures to my life i did make that decision right and i did marry somebody that god told me not to i was getting all of the signs right you know i I was getting everything right and he was saying no but i did what i wanted to to do do. Mm -hmm. and so now recognizing what his word is saying i know like, okay, I did that because of the physical. Right. It had nothing to do with. Mm-hmm. And then let me tell you what I did. I tried to throw the marriage on it to to make up for the physical part. Right. So we weren't married, married originally. Right. But when I was convicted by the fact that I was having sex without being married. You got it's married? like, okay, you know what? Get married. We need to get married. Because <laughs> God said this ain't right. Right. Instead of just saying, you know what? We need to step away from this relationship. Right, right, right. And, and, and work on ourselves right. individually. Right. 
So I agree with that. And right. I think that a lot of times, and that's going to get into a topic we'll talk about at some point, right. but the sex before marriage part, mm. you know, the mm. sex influences our decision making. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can and will make you think you love somebody right. that God never intended for you to be connected to in that manner. Right. And then it makes it hard for you to separate yes. because of, well, you know, absolutely. I don't, you know, prescribe to everything, you know, that I hear out, you know, in culture, but soul ties. I, I do. I, was I do. I do. I do believe, I believe in that, that because I, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, like once you become that, that one in that physical aspect, yes. it's still, it's like a connection where it's like you, Yes, can't break apart, and all, you still think about that person. Absolutely, you know, so. it becomes like an addiction. Yeah, and you're craving that person. I've been like really doing a lot of studying and just like reading on stuff like that lately mm-hmm. because, you know, that's that was one of the things that I, I, you know, we all got our battles we fight, right, right. and one of my battles is that right particular battle, and it's like recognizing how the enemy will use people. Mm-hmm, you thinking mm-hmm. somebody wants you, and and I'm talking to men and women. You think it's somebody wants you, but really it's the enemy trying to steal your calling or, yep. or, 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 or distract you from where mm-hmm. you're supposed to be going. Mm-hmm. And I had to understand that. Right. Like I had to understand, okay, if this is what God is sending me, right. then it's going to line up. Right. If it's not, it's going to pull me away. Right. And I need to be able to recognize right. which one, you know what I mean? And so, and I think that goes back to why, um, in the Bible, you know, God is so adamant about sexual sin. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, how they, all, we say, you know, every sin has the same weight. Yeah. You know, I do feel as though rejecting God is one of the, like the, the biggest sin. Mm-hmm. But I think sexual sin is up there yeah. because of the fact that that physical aspect will tear you from yeah. God's presence you know, take your focus off of him. Like, we'll have you out here yeah. running amok, doing yeah. whatever. You know, just saying just crazy stuff, yeah. doing crazy stuff just for the sake of and then And then once you get out of it and you look back at the person, you're like, what, what was, was I, I thinking? thinking? Like, why? why? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and you just be sitting there just yeah. like, yo, you was wilding for, for what? Yeah. For yeah. what? Yeah. And it's like you're able to kind of see the nonsense that you allow yourself to be in it. I remember, you know, um, after my um, ex-husband and I uh, separated, you know, I had an affair and I'm going to say it was an affair because we weren't divorced. Right. Yet. You were still married. Yeah. And you know, and, and me and this dude wasn't married, but like I, I was sitting there like thinking about it, like afterwards we had just gone through something and I'm sitting here and I was like, you was a dummy. For, let's just really, let's really think about this. First of all, he's with somebody. Now he mm. may not be married to this person, but he's still, in a relationship with somebody that he's right. living with. Right. You a side piece. Mm. When you used to be a wife. Mm. You used to be a wife. Yeah. But now you a side piece. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing yeah, this. Yeah, nah, I'm good. Yeah, because, yeah, I'm not. I, yeah. and, and I don't that was like a, literally a slap in the face because you know what it's like? It's like how you used to be the queen, but now, but now, but now you, you the servant. servant. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, about that. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Let me just say this, Yolanda. One, I'm so glad you said that because mm. that means we getting real up in here, y'all. So y'all going to have to accept us the way we are. But um, I ain't nobody's side piece. And, and, and let me just say this. I had to like, again, we have to learn right. our roles. Right, because right, there right. are some times when you are younger, mm-hmm. you play a role that you don't right. really, when you don't know who you are in Christ, you will allow some yes. things. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. Um, But the part that saddens me is how many women are okay with being that today you know what i mean I, I, please don't even so should we not go there i mean you we can but that like triggers me and you want to know why it triggers me why because we get an attitude when it's us not even just that but like we feel as though we're owed something right and so i'm saying we because you know i was a side piece. we all have our moments I, at some second. point i was somebody's side yeah, i was a side piece but i you know not but like, now but we but we think that we're owed something we're we're not owed yeah. anything. Like first of all, like one, you should not be walking up into some situation, yeah, and then getting mad at the wife because she's the wife, right? How, can you make that make sense? Right? How you mad right. at the wife for being the, the wife? wife? But I want to say this though, right? Oh my goodness, and we're gonna get into it at some point. These men, yeah, yeah, 
and, and women and, and women, women okay. but the way the men are representing their wives mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the part and i think that's what got right. me nervous about getting married again right because i see so much and 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 not necessarily coming to me but right. how reckless yes. some of these men yes even believers yes how reckless they are again yes. going back to you think this woman wants you but really the enemy want to destroy your life yeah so these side pieces are sent as distractions to keep right. you from focusing on what you really mm-hmm. have at home right and right. so you going out you having fun you doing that all, all of that stuff right but meanwhile your home is affected and you don't think right. so because they don't know right but the bottom line is you represent your family when you right. leave your, and i can't i can only speak for us you know on right. how we should right. conduct ourselves right but for the men and i know that like in the future if i do decide to get married again I would want my husband to represent me with integrity. You know right. what I love? I love the way that Rev speaks about how he is with Pam. Yes. Like how he said, you know, if I love my wife, then that means I ain't going to be out here. And, and that don't mean that they didn't have their issues. Right, right, we don't right. know. We don't right. know. They've been married for years. Right. But the bottom line is whatever lesson had to be learned or whatever he right he had to get in his mind he got, he got it, it yeah. because he represents her in such a way yeah. that she ain't got the word about him right not right not and, and that's what we got to understand and this is why i love you know Vody's sermon about the sanctity of marriage like you don't have to be jealous out yeah there. like we like we right. have been normalized to think that being jealous shows love yes no that doesn't show love right. like that and that's, that's not even what god called the marriage to no, be about no no and so again renewing of our mind Fine. because even in that right. area we are attaining right. when it comes to how to conduct a, a real marriage and so and this is the a thing marriage that we don't pay attention to and how the culture literally has us like in a chokehold yeah you know i i used to be a ride or die olivia pope you know fan be all up in scandal mm-hmm. and when i saw that i was actually rooting for her and the president like not even paying attention to right. it, I got so caught up in the yeah. the romance, you know, yeah. so beautiful. And like you saying, looking at the wife was like, because you know she she, and then I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have to stop watching this. Yeah. I said because what I'm doing is I'm condoning co-signing her foolishness, a, a, you know, an, an affair. affair. Yeah, and I was like, and I and I noticed just the show. Yeah, but the fact that I'm co-signing this affair. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, and so. We are living in, in a, a culture where, you know, it's okay to cheat, especially if the person ain't doing you right. Right. It's okay to, you know, to go ahead and um, define what love is because, you know, you got to do you. Right. So it's like, when when do we stop? Right. And, I, and I'm not talking about people who are not believers. I'm talking about us. Right. Followers believers. of Christ. Yeah. Like believers. Like, no, we, yeah. we, we can't. Yeah. You know, when we go and justify you know the things that we do because it's based on our feelings yeah that's that's being conformed to this to this world because this world literally is telling us to put us first Mm -hmm. i got a question what are your thoughts because it's scripture that supports that it happened i don't know because i haven't gotten that far in my study in it right i don't know if god condoned it or if it was something he allowed right but we talk about polygamy right oh no no no. that that was a wrap like he if if you really look at it, yeah, he kind of speaks to it in in a way. He's never like you did it, but here I'm going to show you the ramifications right. for all of that. Mm-hmm. So you know, just look at we didn't see polygamy take place into Abram, mm. and it started with the wife, right? At, giving yeah, giving somebody a side piece because yes, you want a baby yes and yes. so we see right there that's what i love about god like i yeah. don't need to say it out you know outright but i want you to see the ramifications yeah. of when you add somebody else to your marriage mm. and you see how them two brothers and you see how she reacted first of all you you told your husband to sleep with this woman and now you got an <laughs> attitude she up in here thinking she hot because right. she had the baby right but i thought you wanted her to have the baby yeah <laughs> like what is yeah. that then we look you know at um at jacob mm-hmm. and that the, the few that happened with the wives and then with the sons and you know right. how they went and threw their brother yes yes they, they threw their brother away mm-hmm. and sold him mm-hmm. so like he shows that he doesn't condone it and he shows the ramifications of when you have too many women. like how you got solomon out here who was the wisest yeah. of wisest out here 
with a thousand women. Yeah. Cuckoo yeah. cocoa puffs after that. Like it's like how can you even keep up? And even with, like, the men who do that today, like, who have side pieces, right? right? First of all, let me just tell y'all something. I'm a lot. <laughs> I am a whole lot. So can't nobody make me a side piece because you won't have no time. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is, how do you even try to fit that in? Women are a lot. We are demanding in yes. time. We right. need attention. We need money. We but, need but, all but, of that stuff. But one starts to fall to the wayside. Yes. And so that's how the side piece then becomes indignant and arrogant enough to be able to say I'm either you yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. or why she yeah. why she why she yeah, like yeah, no yeah. she yeah. she got the right you, you don't, don't. Yep. you, you got to please right yeah. so you know we just got to look at that but like you know looking at this thing of mm-hmm. you know the renewing of the mind the renewing of the mind takes deep study yeah takes deep meditation absolutely takes constant prayer but it takes surrendering yes sacrificing your body yes. as a living sacrifice like that's what it takes on a daily basis Mm -hmm. in order for you to be transformed and just let you know that you are are doing the work but basically you're doing the work of filling up the holy spirit because the holy spirit is the only one that can change us right we can't change ourselves because if we could change ourselves we wouldn't need christ Mm -hmm. so just understanding that I wanted to say too, also remembering that God will present to you when it's time to make those changes. Right. I know for me, I used to put a whole lot of pressure on myself when I first became a believer because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I got to just clean my life up. I got to do this. I got to do that. And it started to become so much that I started to fall behind because right. I'm trying to keep up with checking all of the marks, right. you know? Um, I had to take that pressure off of myself by allowing myself to remember that he is the one mm-hmm. that renews my mind. Mm-hmm. So I may not be, you know, cleaned up in this area it may not be time yet right maybe i need to just clean up in this particular area you know so remembering that it's all in god's time and like we talk about allowing the holy spirit to lead when you are connected god will point those things out and it said my my dad always tells me the bible is like a mirror it's designed to make you look back at yourself so if you are in it and you are surrendering yourself and that is a daily practice then he'll show you those areas that you got to work on at the time that you got to work on them right and so it's like that surrendering happens you know the sanctification portion of you know of of uh, Christ dying for us you know just the salvation walk pretty much is us becoming Christ-like and we're not going to become Christ-like overnight right. it's going to take time you mm-hmm. know I read somewhere that you know even when we uh, are in our glorified bodies and walking you know with God you know no more death you know no more night you no know, more sleeping we're going to be studying this word and, and, and worshiping him yeah. like it's not going to be how you know Hollywood depicts it you know us sitting in clouds you know just chilling you know getting how we want having this big party you know the party is going to be the worship it's going to be that 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 worship piece of just um praising him you know you know from from for for the rest of you know eternity and so just understanding that but um this this sanctification thing is not going to end until we in the grave and so we just need to understand that but i just i thank y'all for joining us on this real talk um just you know if you get if you can go ahead and just read romans 12 you know do a, a deep dive in it yes. do a study and just really reflect on um just this this walk so you know we appreciate you uh joining us you know we hope that you come back and join us again uh if you got any comments you got any questions you know any topics you just need prayer yeah you know send us your prayer requests we're taking them Yep. Um, if you have any topics that you want us to discuss, mm-hmm. uh, go ahead and just uh, put it in our uh, uh, send us an email. You can put it in the comments. You can DM us on um, IG or um, uh, TikTok. Uh, we're going to make sure that we have everything linked uh, in the podcast and the YouTube channel. So, you know, we just really appreciate you coming out with us. And, you know, we look forward to seeing having you back with us again. All right. See you. Bye.